Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory. I want to invite you, grab your Bibles and meet me in Acts chapter 12. And today we'll start in verse 11. And let's talk today about God answering your prayers in a way that they're not just answered, but they are answered above and even beyond what you are asking. Praise the Lord. I think this is quite exciting. Let's open up today with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the way that you are, your nature, your goodness, how you always put extra somehow on top that you are always able to add the special touch and go beyond even what we would ask, imagine, or think. Father, we thank you that you're so giving and that you're so good. And as we study your word today, give us insight into your nature. Give us faith to believe you for great things in our lives for your glory. Now, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Right where you're at today, let us say amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Acts chapter 12, verse 11. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. You know the story. Uh, Peter has been in prison, captured, and the plan is to bring him out the next morning. And they're not going to bring him out to have a little pep talk. They're probably going to execute him after all. They have uh, just previously executed James. And now Peter has been captured. And so this is an attempt by the enemy to begin to seriously disrupt the work of the Lord by taking out the apostles. But God has a plan. There has been a miraculous escape from prison of course, Peter being an innocent man, and it is remarkable what took place and how this prayer was answered, but it's very interesting how God came in on this situation and stamped it with his own signature, with his own way of doing things that was even beyond, uh, beyond above what the prayer group was praying and asking God to do. Let's take a look at this. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. Now Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Now, this is the prayer group that is praying. And this, this, this prayer has been going on for hours now because they know this is a very serious situation. And they're praying. And Peter is delivered. And he's standing outside knocking on the door. And when Rhoda says it's Peter, they're like, oh, no, there's no way. That, that can't be. He's, he's locked up in prison. Now, we are praying for God to somehow deliver Peter. Uh, we don't know how this could all work out, but we're just praying that God spares life and that something happened where, you know, he's not killed and, and so forth. But what actually happened was, be, uh, was beyond 
what they could even comprehend to ask for in prayer. Now, some ministers have read this story and they've made the wrong conclusion that those that were together and that were praying were in a sense praying in unbelief. But that's not true. They were praying in faith. But I want you to see something very interesting. Verse 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. So the church is praying. They're even praying, not only in the day, but they're praying into the night, like an all-night prayer meeting, like, Lord, you can't let this happen to Peter. He's, uh, you know, not just one of the 12. He's the number one guy out of the 12. And uh, Lord, you know, uh, we've lost James and we can't, we can't, we can't bear to lose Peter. And Lord, please intervene. Do something. Don't let Peter be killed tomorrow. But God answered, and God answered in a way that was even beyond anything they could comprehend. Now, again, as I mentioned, some ministers have said, well, that prayer group, you know, they're just praying in unbelief because when Peter was actually delivered, they couldn't believe it. No, they were not praying in unbelief. They were praying in faith. But God came in and stamped it with his special means of deliverance, and the way that God delivered was just beyond anything they could have accurately prayed. Now, this is very, very important. When you pray, you must stay in your faith zone. I call it a comfort zone. It is the place that when you're praying, you know what your faith can believe for, and you also know when you've gone into a realm that uh, I don't really have faith for this. Okay, let's look at it from a natural perspective. If you go into the gym and you see uh, the bar, the Olympic weight bar, and it's got, you know, the 45 on each side. Okay, you think, okay, that's 135 pounds. I could probably deadlift that. You know, you may think that. But, you know, if you saw eight plates on each side and you realize, you know, that's, that's, we're looking at over 600 pounds, you know, you can't lift it. And since you know you can't lift it, there's no, I mean, you could try, but you, you also know that it's, it's not going to happen unless you are a, you know, world-class power lifter or somebody like that, professional athlete whose, uh, you know, sport realm would include uh, the element of strength and raw power, world's strongest man, whatever it might be. You know pretty much what your strength limit is. You know your you know your speed. You know your your stamina and so forth. So you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. Why? Because you can't chew it if you bite it. You can't lift it if you try it. And some of these things, if you try it, uh, you could hurt yourself if you are trying to do something that's beyond your level. Now in prayer, it is amazing how many Christians they're trying to pray. Uh, in a realm that's beyond them. And there's only only two ways that you can go into that realm legally. If you try to go there just soulishly, if you try to go there fabricating it, manufacturing in your own ability, you will be frustrated with unanswered prayers. Woo! Glory to God. What you need to do is when you're praying for something, even for something that 
requires God to do something special. Maybe even a miracle would be ha- would have to be involved for it to happen. That that's that's not that's not a problem. God's answered many miracle prayers, and you and I both know God's got the power. That's not the issue. the The issue is that you have to approach it from the right playbook of rules. One one of the very important rules is. When you're praying for something, asking God for something, needing God, wanting God to do something, don't ever go beyond your faith level. Because if you can't lift it, you can't lift it. What you have to do is you have to find out what you can lift and lift that. Now, here's what's going on with Peter. Peter's in prison. And not only is he in prison, he is on uh, maximum security lockdown. Verse 5, Peter there was therefore kept in prison. Verse 6 uh, talks about how Peter was sleeping that night bound with two chains between two soldiers. So he's chained. He's got a soldier on each side. He's, he's connected to him with the chains. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. And, uh, of course, earlier we see also uh, verse 4, that he's in prison and there are actually four squads of soldiers, not four soldiers, four squads of soldiers that are keeping him. So he, he's not getting out of there unless something way beyond the ordinary takes place. So here's how the church is praying. And honestly, this is this is what you have to do. You have to stay in your comfort zone, stay in your faith zone. So the prayers are probably going like this. Remember, remember, this is a dynamic corporate prayer meeting. And when I say corporate, I'm not talking about, you know, IBM or Google. You know, I'm not talking about corporations. I'm talking corporate, a gathering together of a body. That's, that's where the word corporate comes from. So this is corporate prayer. This is the believers coming together as, as a body, not just one person or two. No, you got a, you got a strong gathering of people packing out that house and they're praying and they're praying strong uh, in unison together. But even as they're praying and praying together in the combined strength of multiple believers, all praying on target for the same thing, there are all, all of them working together, they're still in that zone of faith that allows them to pray accurately, pray comfortably, but not pray crazy stuff. Because crazy stuff doesn't work. So they're probably praying like this, Lord, we've lost James, don't let us lose Peter. Lord, we love Peter. Oh, God, deliver Peter. Lord, deliver Peter. Oh, God, you know, uh, let something take place tomorrow where they, you know, they, they release him or find uh, nothing against him for being held or, or do something. Oh, God, deliver him. But this is, this is what I would be certain they were not praying. They were not there praying. Oh, God, send an angel and let the angel touch the chains, let the chains fall off Peter's hands, and let the chains just drop off, and let nobody wake up, let none of the, let none of the soldiers wake up, let them just sleep all the way through it, and Lord, let the iron gate on the outside, let it open up also, yes, Lord, give Peter an angelic deliverance, no, they were not praying that, why, you can't go there and pray that, unless two things happen, Number one, the gift of special faith comes on you. The gift of faith is mentioned in the course in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That's not normal faith. 
That is not faith to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That is not faith to believe that Jonah was swallowed by a large fish. That is not faith to believe that the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and so forth, are mentioned. That's that's just normal Bible faith, general faith. But the gift of special faith is a faith that comes on you from God. It is literally a measure of God's faith. The same faith he has touches you and suddenly you've got the faith of God and you now can believe for something that normally your comfort zone could never lift. Okay, so uh, if God touches you in a supernatural way like Samson, you can lift 10,000 pounds over your head. Now when that anointing lifts, you're back to lifting 80 or whatever it might be. Okay, so you have to stay in your comfort zone. You have to stay in your prayer zone. You have to stay in a zone of faith where you're like, okay, God, I, I, in my heart really believe you can do this. So this is how I'm going to ask you to do this in prayer. I don't believe, oh God, that you can do this. I know you can, but I don't really actually have that real faith to believe that you will do it. So, you know, you can't do that. You have to pray with what you can actually believe that God will do. Now, here's the thing. Glory, glory. If God chooses to come in on top of your faith-filled prayer, if he chooses to come in on top of your comfort zone prayer and then touch it with his above and beyond ability, such as chains falling off, soldiers falling asleep and not seeing an angel or Peter walk right by, such as an iron door opening on its own accord and then closing back behind and and Peter walking out of a fully armed maximum security prison and nobody knows it until the morning when he's long gone. Well, Uh, If you want God to put his above and beyond, he can do that. But you must let God do that. If God wants to put icing on the cake, so you want the cake. But if God says, oh, I'm going to give you the cake, but I've got some icing on your cake too, then let God be God. If you want the ice cream sundae, God says, yeah, I'll give you the ice cream sundae, but I'm going to put the cherry on top. See, God has the ability to do above and beyond that which you would even dare to ask, imagine, or think. So that is literally what happened in this situation. They are praying, oh God, deliver Peter. Oh God, spare his life. Oh God, protect him. Don't let the guards abuse him or rough him up in prison. Oh God, let him come out and let him be able to continue on with his apostolic ministry. Oh God, intervene. But they had no idea God was going to intervene the way he did. And so when there is a literal knock on the door and uh, Rhoda goes and checks it out and says, it's Peter. They're like, there's no way it can be Peter. Oh, they're not praying in unbelief. It's just that God came in and uh, the God realm touched their natural comfort realm of praying. And God took it to a place of above and beyond. And so when they actually went and and open up the door, and it is Peter, it says they were astonished. They were amazed. Now, in your prayer life, stay in your comfort zone. If God touches you with special faith, and you are able to step out of place of normalcy, of natural, 
over in the supernatural and you're able to grab it in prayer and take it because that anointing, that manifestation of uh, special faith is on you, then go for it. But if it's not there, it's not there. Hallelujah. And if you can't lift uh, a thousand pounds over your head, you can't do it, nor are you expected to. Aren't you glad? See, you can get so much accomplished just by working the rules of prayer that are so simple to follow. Stay in that nice, safe parameter. God will answer your prayer. Oh, hallelujah. And if he so chooses, he might even come in and answer it with the above and beyond. And it just, how can I say, maybe you're asking God for something used and God says, God says from his perspective, yeah, I'm going to answer that person's prayer. That person's a son or a daughter of mine. I'm not only going to answer their prayer, I'm going to give it to them, but they don't know it. But it's when it shows up, it's going to be new, not used. Well, there's all kinds of ways that God can put the extra touch, but all you need to do is focus and pray within your faith realm, your faith zone. Hallelujah. Oh, Pastor Stephen, this is really getting me excited. I, I, I feel so stirred up to pray. I'm going to go out tonight and I'm going to, I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God for a trillion dollars. See, that's crazy. Not even Bill Gates has a trillion dollars. I mean, there's, there's, there's no such thing as a trillionaire. But, but sometimes people get the craziest ideas. I'm talking about Christians, and they are praying for things that are so beyond their faith. It's just never, never going to happen. And not only that, their faith is just not there for it. Oh, they may say it is. They may try to act like it is. They may, they may verbally uh, try to express that, oh, yes, I believe. Truth is, they don't. They don't, nor can they. Praise the Lord. Reminds me one time when I was in college, sitting around with a bunch of my uh, uh, teammates on the track team, and this was like, we were distance runners, middle distance runners, and we're just kind of talking, and uh, so this one guy drops in, and uh, you know, we're in college, uh, one of these guys, he's in college, he, uh, he overhears our conversation, you know, we're talking about uh, mile times, we're talking about the world record of the mile, and you know, we're, we're just kind of talking about how fast we ran, and certain meets, and stuff like that, and so this guy says, oh, well, um, and he's, he's probably 20 years old, sophomore in, in, uh, in high, excuse me, in college. He goes, oh, when I was in high school, I ran a sub four minute mile. We all said you did. He goes, oh yeah. He goes, I, I ran the mile under four minutes. And, uh, we're like, well, where, where are you from? What high school and what state? And, and, you know, he's, he said, he gives the information. We're like, well, we've never heard of you because if you broke the four minute mile and you broke it in high school, you know, it's like national news. Uh, you know, there's only like five guys maybe in the history of high school history who've ever done that. And so, so we're like, well, we've never heard of you. Oh, well, I, I still did it. You did? Well, uh, you still run? Oh, yeah, I still run all the time. We're like, well, let's go out to the track right now. <laughs> let's find out if you're real. And so we went out to the track with him. That guy couldn't even break six minutes. Just total, total baloney. And, um, but, you know, the thing is, some people, they're, they're like, I'm talking about Christians with their faith. They try to act like they're up here. And they even try to pray like they're up here. But the truth is, is they are, they're disappointed and they are frustrated with uh, many factors in their life because they're not genuine. They're not real. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I believe this will help you to pray within proper, safe boundaries. And then you're going to get your prayers answered. Then you're going to get your prayers answered. 
If you can't lift it by faith, don't try. Lift what you can lift. Hallelujah. Put on your radar of focus those things that God has for you in this season of your life. I'm not talking about 10 years from now. 10 years from now, you will be further down the road. 10 years from now, your faith will have grown. 10 years from now, you will have matured spiritually. 10 years from now, you will have different interests. 10 years from now, you will be much stronger. But right now, what God has for you in this season of your life, go lift that right now. Pull that in by prayer right now. Right now. Hallelujah. And should God, by His goodness and by His love and by His mercy and grace, put more on it when He answers than what you have even asked for, than what you were even expecting, then my friends, just lift your hands and say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. God may even give you more than you had faith for, but that's the God zone. That's the God element. That's His job. Your job is just getting there and pray and get, get the basis covered, uh, get the basics accomplished, and bring in the things that God says, this is now uh, what belongs to be manifested in this season of your life, and stay focused on that. You don't have to go after things that are not, that are not supposed to happen until five years down the road. You don't have to start trying to pull into manifestation things that are not, that are not supposed to show up uh, until 10 years from now. No, work on what God has for you right now. Oh, hallelujah. Let's get Peter out of prison. Hallelujah. <laughs> right? That's what we need to be praying for. In essence, we don't need to be praying for something else. We need, we've got things right now that we need to manifest. So they're praying. How? In their comfort zone. Oh, God, deliver Peter. Oh, God, get him out of there. But see, you stay in your zone. They did not have faith to pray. God, send an angel. Let the angel touch him and let the chains fall off. You cannot pray prayers like that unless two things happen. Number one, special faith comes on you. Or number two, God shows you directly to pray along that line. And God shows you, pray for Peter, pray for, for the angel to come and for the angel, you know, all that stuff. You know, so outside of those two things, you can't make it happen. So you don't, and you, like I said earlier, you're not responsible for that. You don't have to, you don't have to fabricate uh, a move of God. And you know, you, you can't. Now we can position ourselves. We can pray. We can get ready. We can yield to the spirit and move over in that anointing as it begins to fl uh, flow. But you cannot fabricate manifestations of God. You cannot, you cannot just create a miracle unless there's an anointing to do these types of things. When the Spirit's there, when there is a manifestation of the Spirit, then you can step into whatever flow anointing God is allowing to take place at that time. But outside of that, what do you do? Operate in your normal faith. Operate in your normal faith. Even when you need dire answers to prayer, such as Peter potentially being executed the next day, you still are going to have to stay in your faith realm for prayer. Hallelujah. And they did. And God answered, but the way he answered was above and beyond what they had even asked. That's why they were astonished in verse 16. Not that they were praying in unbelief. No, they were praying in faith, but God just 
answered in a way that was above and beyond. I believe he's going to do that for you often. But you let God do the above and beyond. You just do your effective, fervent prayer. Stay in faith, praying for those things that you are comfortable with your faith of lifting and grabbing a hold of in prayer. Let God do the extra. Praise God today. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him, that would be God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. I like how the Amplified Version says, above all that we dare ask or think or imagine according to the power that works in us. Hallelujah. There's a power, the spirit of God working in you, the faith of God rising in you. There's a power to believe and to ask. And then God can come in, swoop in on top of your natural and put his supernatural where it's not just an answered prayer, but it, he answers in a way that's uh, wow. Lord, you threw that in there too. I didn't know you're going to put a bonus in there. Lord, I didn't know you're going to stack some extra on that. That's really nice. So God likes to reveal his, his goodness, his character through the way in which he answers prayer. One more verse just to give you motivation to pray. Hallelujah. This would be James. We're going to look very briefly. James chapter 5, verse 16, the latter part of the verse says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. One translation says that it's dynamic in its working. Another translation says it's very, very powerful. Your prayers, your effective, fervent prayers are very, very powerful. The word fervent denoting heat. Uh, in the Greek, it can actually be translated white hot heat. Wow. Don't be afraid to lean into your prayers and just get into it. Hallelujah. You and you just pouring your heart out to the Lord within the comfort of your faith zone. Fervent prayer does not mean fanatical prayer. Um, white hot prayer doesn't mean crazy prayer. Doesn't mean going out of the bounds and saying, Oh God, save the whole world and save them all tonight. Well, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's just not going to happen like that. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, try it. You'll see it won't work. Hallelujah. You, you wake up the next morning. There's a lot of people still not saved. And during the interim, more people got born and they're going to have to grow up and also find Christ as Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Oh, my friends, stay in the boundaries of prayer and lift what you can lift. Pray in a way that you're asking God for what you feel comfortable asking, not something that strains you to the point where you, you know God could, but you don't really think he's going to. Anytime you feel like that, you need to... I'll call it, I'll call it, this is the phrase I wrote down in my notes. I call it bouncing around. You need to bounce around a little bit until you find what you're comfortable with. If you, if you're trying to ask and you're wanting to ask in a way where you word it accurately, Lord, this is what I, this is what I'm asking you to do for me, Lord. Lord, I'd really like you to do this for me. And you, you want to ask it accurately, then just kind of stay before the Lord in prayer and the Holy Spirit will help you kind of like bounce around until the words, the right wording comes up so that you're not overextending and asking for something that 
you don't really believe God's going to do it for you. Now, here's the thing. You and I know that God, in a sense, can do anything in the context of answering prayer. There are some things God can't do. God can't lie. <laughs> right? So there's some things he can't do. He can't do anything that violates his word or, you know, his character and so forth. But along this line, yes, there, there in essence isn't anything that God can't do, but he has, he has to work with your faith. You have to, you have to work this out with God. So just talk it over, kind of bounce around, you know, within your heart. Okay, Lord, help me to uh, get this word right. I don't want to be asking something I really can't even believe you for, but this is what I feel I can handle comfortably. So Lord, here's my request. Okay, that's what I mean. Bounce around till you can get it accurately. Ask accurately so that you know so that you know what you're going to be expecting. Praise the Lord. I've had the Lord answer some very unusual prayer requests before that um when they were answered it was uh yeah, I'd have to put it like in the category of like ridiculous. Lord, that was like you know, I'm I'm saying like good. That was so good. You answered something that was so crazy, it was like ridiculous. Uh, that that wouldn't have happened if I. If there's prayers that God has answered for me that if I had lived on this planet for a million years, let's say you know, okay, most people check out mid 80s or something like that. If I'd been on the planet for a million years, it wouldn't have happened what God did for me unless I had prayed and He came and intervened. That's how crazy uh, some of the things have been. <laughs> that I've asked God for, and he's answered. And it's just like, wow, Lord, that is just absolutely uh, ridiculous in a really, really good way. So the Lord wants to uh, answer your prayers, but even those things I asked that were answered, they were so crazy that it was uh, only God could do it. I had faith for that. I had faith. I had faith for that. I really believed that he could do it, and he did it. Woo! Glory to God. But please... Please today, remember, like the group that was praying for Peter, they did not go beyond their faith. Oh, God, send an angel. Yeah, Lord, put them soldiers to sleep. Yep, let that iron door open. No, they. you try to pray like that, you just like, I, I, I can't honestly believe this is going to happen. Come on, an iron door opening. I mean, isn't somebody going to see that? Like they're just going to let him, what, walk out? No, you, you can't go into that unless God takes you into that. So you stay in your safe, comfortable place of prayer, and you'll be surprised at how much easier it is to get your prayers answered. Father, bless your people. Let them be mighty in prayer, effective and fervent in prayer. And we thank you that you're going to pour on the above and beyond, which is what you do. We thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. And around the world today, we say amen. Now, let us take Holy Communion, knowing that God is going to answer your prayer. I really believe that some of you now can zone in your prayer. You can get it dialed in just right. Woo! Oh, there's a lot of crazy prayers that Christians ask. Crazy stuff. Wow, I mean, way off the charts. Way, uh, it's just never going to happen. You've got to get this dialed in right. Hallelujah. You don't have time to waste your life uh, just doing weird stuff that doesn't work. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who would want to play a game knowing that you're going to lose? Well, we know that we're going to lose, but uh, no. I mean, why, why do all of this if it doesn't work? Why run for office if you don't really even think you can win? 
Why in a race if you don't even think that you have a, a, a chance to do well? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My friends, God will answer your prayer. Just follow those very simple parameters. The one we're talking about today, uh, just stay in your faith zone. When you ask God for something, don't ever ask him for something that you really don't believe he'll do for you. At least not at this point in your life. He may do it later, five years down the road, but you don't, you just don't think he could do it right now. Don't even ask for it. Only ask for what you believe he can do. Praise God. Romans chapter 14 closes out by saying that which is not a faith is sin. Wow. Maybe it's a sin to waste all that time in prayer asking God for something. You don't even believe he can do it. I think, I think it's, uh, it's just wrong. That which is not a faith is sin. Anything that you do, make sure you have the faith for it and then do it in faith. Father, we thank you for the bread and the blood, the bread and the juice. We consecrate it. It's now the flesh and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please today take communion with me as we celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ, our, our Savior, who has redeemed us from all, from all sin, sickness, and disease. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we'll ask in faith, believing, believing that you'll do it, believing that we receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the flesh, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for our prayers being answered. Let your people walk continually in a spirit of prayer. Let them never lose the spirit of prayer. We thank you, Father, for closeness with you. Hallelujah. Glory. We thank you, Father, for a very well-lived life because we pray and walk close with you, enjoying you and all the wonderful things that you allow us to have and experience through this journey of life. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Father, anoint, refresh, and bless your people today. We thank you now. We receive the blood of Jesus, our Savior. Let's drink. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My friends, remember, as we close today, when you pray, ask God for what you believe he can actually do and leave it to him to put the extra on top. Hallelujah. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.